Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard, the podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. As a part of my TV show, Small Business Network, I recently had the opportunity to interview Kim Foley. Kim is the president of Kim Foley LLC, where she helps individuals and teams maximize their credibility in virtual meetings and video productions. Before logging into another virtual meeting, check out my conversation with Kim as she shares practical actionable strategies to ensure you love the way you look, sound, and feel in every online meeting. The part of Boost this episode addresses is build your brand. Let's tune in. Welcome, Kim. So great to be with you, Kelly. I am so excited to have you here. And I know initially when we uh, connected this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Whenever I'm with Kim Foley, I'm like (laughs) paranoid. Am I, am I center? Am I this? Am I that? And so I am so excited because as you know, so many of us in um, this remote environment amid COVID, we are constantly online. And so you've been really mastering and showing folks how to, like I said, make the most of these spaces. And so how did you get started training people to create virtual or better virtual meetings? Oh, Kelly, you're not going to believe it. A year ago, I actually did not know how to do a virtual meeting. I had never been on one and I didn't know anything about the platforms. But what I quickly learned was that it's the exact same thing as video. And after spending so many years in video production, media training, television styling, I knew that if I could bring all those skill sets to this medium, I could really make a difference in individuals and companies, teams in terms of building their credibility. I mean, it came back to, you know, just, just regrouping and realizing that virtual meetings are the exact same thing as video. There's no difference. So most people, of course, wouldn't know how to light. Of course, they don't know about audio. Of course, they don't know what colors are best. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot to, to learn. So, and on that note, so why do you think so many people dislike virtual meetings? Because that's the other thing that we hear a lot is, you know, oh my gosh, another virtual meeting. I mean, outside of the obvious, which I think is sort of online fatigue. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe? So well, many- there is there is a reason. And I've figured it out with polling my people, but also looking at the research because there, there is now a lot of research on why people don't like it. And can you guess what the number one reason is? Probably they don't like to see themselves. They don't like how they look on camera. So here's the deal. You get ready, you get up, you get ready for your first meeting of the day. It's an important meeting. You want to impress. You look in the mirror. You like what you see. You come down, you get to where your office is. You turn on your camera and it doesn't look like it looked in the mirror. You look different. Why? It looks different because you're framed differently. You're not taking in the whole self. You don't have the same lighting as you do in your mirror upstairs. You know, everything is different now. And so, you know, what people have to realize is they have to prep for this space, not the space up in their bathroom or their dressing room. That's not how you're going to look. These tiny little processors in these cameras need one thing to make you look great. And that one thing is light. 
So if you give that little processor what it needs, you are going to look fantastic. You're going to have dark circles and, you know, people just really, they don't light themselves properly or they'll put so much light on themselves that the background is pitch black, right? And they, it looks like a horror movie when you can't see what's in the background. So people just don't know what they don't know. For instance, I have this little light right here that's lighting my background. It's a $7 Target light. It's called Room Essentials. It's the greatest little deal. You can even use it to put behind your computer onto your face for $7. So, you know, I've had to figure out all the ways I can help my clients not have to spend a lot of money. And, you know, it's, it's just not that hard. Pull a light in from another room. Take the lampshade off. Get that light behind your computer. Get it on your face. And you're not going to look so you know, old and bedraggled because of the shadows on your face. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's so interesting what you said in, ter- in terms of just lighting and things like that. The thing that I'm noticing about you right now, and I'm sure you're like, duh, is it appears that you're standing up. Like, I feel like I'm in a room with you because- you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, we should be stiff. <laughs> no. Stay in frame. But you're like moving and flowing. Well, I am standing. I am standing now. Oh. oh, I am standing. Now, that's a key. I recommend everybody stand who's presenting. But if you don't or you can't, I can help you figure out how to do this sitting. But even if I was sitting, I'm going to pretend I'm sitting right now. I'm locked down. Now, I cannot use my whole body to talk. And when we talk to somebody in a real meeting, we are moving our shoulders, our hands, our head. People feel like they have to lock in here and not move. And it's not a real interaction. So when I coach people how to present, I make them practice all kinds of body language. The number one thing is what? Looking into the eye of the camera. So we all know when people get on this platform, we're hardwired to look at faces and where their eyes go right to the screen of the person talking. And when they start to talk, they're looking at the screen. Now it doesn't appear to the viewer that you're looking at them. So it's really important that you put a little note, little post-it note behind your camera there that's sticking up that says, look here. <laughs> because we won't remember. We won't remember to look there. It's not natural. It's, right. it's hard to look into the dot of a camera versus a face. It's animated and talking to us. So if you're doing the talking, this is the rule of thumb. You're doing the talking. You're looking into that little dot, right? That camera. That's a great point. And so it's funny because most people, if I'm not looking at the person that I'm talking, I'm looking at myself because I'm paranoid about how do I look? Right. Well, I say get yourself off. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, do not look at yourself. Do not fix anything on camera. Focus on the other person. That's a real connection. You know, that's why people feel like I'm really in the room talking with them is because I can use my full body language. I widen out so that I'm getting a below chest shot and I, I can shift my weight, use my hands. And, and it's, it's so much more energetic. And at the end of the day, I don't have a backache from sitting all day. The other thing is if you are sitting, make sure you put a pillow behind your back so you're sitting with your shoulders above your hips. Don't lean back in the chair. What happens? This is a wide angle lens. Your head looks tiny. Don't lean forward. Your head looks big. We want to keep that parallel um, stance with the camera so that we look in proportion. We don't want a tiny head or a big head. So make sure you're sitting up very, very straight, not leaning forward or leaning back. There's so much to talk about here, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've alluded to a couple of the challenges 
But like, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that people are having with virtual meetings? Well, they're tired, they're stressed out by them. And one of the reasons they're stressed out is because they haven't pre-prepared. Here's the deal. Half the people I talk to are having internet connections. And if you're having bad, you know, freezing or odd audio or your video cuts out altogether, you have an internet connection in your environment. Let's fix that. Let's, let's go to your router and reboot it. Pull the plug out of the back, wait 10 seconds, plug it back in. Your bandwidth shoots up 80%, guaranteed. So most people haven't rebooted their router in months and months and months, maybe never. So it's important to do that about every two to three weeks now. It used to be you did it maybe once a year, but now that there's all the streaming going on in households with homework and other people having meetings, you've got to reboot that router, particularly if you're not hardwired in and you're using Wi-Fi. You need to do that. You need to close out all the engineers tell me you need to close out all the apps running in the background. Give all the dedicated bandwidth you can to this presenting platform. Very important. You may have other people doing homework or having their online meetings. At one point, we had five people in this household using internet, okay, at the same time. And so we had to get boosters in the house because even though we were unplugging the router and doing, closing our apps, it's still, we were all too far away and it wasn't enough bandwidth for five people to be streaming at the same time. So we got Google Mesh and we got it in several rooms and um, you know, got that all hooked up. So there are answers. I don't want you to go to that much of a, an expense immediately. I want you to do the easy things first, which is to reboot your computer every night so that you clear out that RAM. And I want you to also reboot your router every couple of weeks. And that usually 90% of the time, Kelly, that fixes it. Yeah, it's so funny, the simple things, right? Because, and it's, it makes so much sense that we should be rebooting our computer every day. It's like, we don't go 24 hours without sleeping or we shouldn't. And and if we do, it really shows in our performance. And so we're treating these computers and these platforms as if they are just designed for ongoing use. And so I I definitely have, have uh, resorted to rebooting when in doubt, I just am like, let's, let's just turn this thing off. Well, make it a habit, make it a habit because don't wait till things go wrong. Because if you have an important interview coming up or you have a, a presentation or, you know, let's face it, friends and family, they don't care how you look. You know, you don't have to turn on the lights. You don't have to frame yourself. Friends and family, you know, all bets are off. But when you're talking about anything where you're trying to be noticed for your expertise, you've got, you know, a product or a service to sell or information to get out, or you're trying to inspire people or entertain people. I mean, I work with so many people who are on camera who have panicked and called me like Rick Doc Walker and, you know, all kinds of, of on-camera personalities locally who call me to say, this isn't looking good. What do I do? I need to fix this fast, you know? And, you know, it's just that we, people aren't used to looking at this like a video production. They're used to looking at their computer and not ever being seen. So that's the other thing is business etiquette. You know, mm. business etiquette is really important and people don't know a thing about business. We could do a whole show just on business etiquette because people are eating in meetings. They're getting, they're getting up and walking away. And then people are going, where'd they go? What are they doing? When are they coming back? And now everybody is <laughs> completely off topic. They're not listening to the presenter. They're wondering where the people went and when they're coming back. So, you know, there's, there's a whole list of things you should and should not do on these meetings, I've broken every rule. So I've learned, I've learned to do better. And once we, we know better, we do better. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what would you say, because a lot of folks are online 
And they are perhaps trainers, they're speakers, they're facilitators, they're moderators. And they're used to being able to read the room Mm -hmm. um, in order to inspire engagement or to build trust even Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. room. And so what have you found are some of those tips or ways to really encourage and inspire engagement in these virtual spaces? you, You have to switch and not do the same things you did before. So before when I was a live presenter and speaker, I would pick up on the body language and uh, you know, know how to address something or ask someone a question and, and deal with that. That's gone. It's different now. Here's what you have to do as a presenter, what I found in a year of doing nonstop presentations. There, I was just, you know, talking to people about an app I found called Vodium. So if you don't want to look away and you want to stay with their eyes, that's how you engage them. So if you bring powerful body language into this with the idea of looking into their eyes, you're going to capture attention. If you just sit there like this and talk with no expression and you're not even looking at the screen, you're doing this. So if I talk to you like this, this is not fun. But if I talk to you like this, where I'm excited and passionate about what I'm doing, so I want you to bring enthusiasm. And it feels awkward at first and even kind of fakey, but it's not. It's you know what you want to say and show that enthusiasm with your voice, your micro expressions in your face, your body language, you know, and have confidence in that and looking into the eye of the computer, you know, looking into the eye of the camera. Um, this Vodium app that I just found, which I've tested and I really like it, helps people. It, they give you a little teleprompter that you can put over your Zoom meeting and you can now talk to people, but you're really reading your script and it's scrolling and it keeps your eyes at the top of the screen in this little wow. tiny box. And it looks just like you're talking to the person, except you're reading your script. So if you are a person that really can't remember what you want to say, or you, you want to make sure you get all your points in, that is something I would absolutely check out. And I just found them and I wish I'd had them all this year, you know, because <laughs> it would have been very helpful. But um, so that's going to help a lot of people. But, you know, bring your enthusiasm. Remember, this is not the same platform as being in person, but you can simulate it by showing more of your body, moving around and connecting with your eyes. Now, what about, because there are those rare instances where people just don't want to be on camera. So mm-hmm. if you are speaking to a room full of individuals who are not all on camera or don't have their cameras on, mm-hmm. um, how do you inspire engagement or how do you encourage engagement in those scenarios? So, you know, that's something we have to get used to as well. And it, just like when you're doing a live webinar, you don't see all the people, but they're there and they're right. listening. So we have to remember that if people have a camera off, it's one of two things. They're either very rude <laughs> or they have a reason that they don't want to be seen. And it probably is a very legitimate one. You know, they have something going on in the background that would be distracting to others. Maybe they're not feeling well. They're not at their personal best. You know, there's reasons. So what we have to do is let go. They're not dissing you. So what we, we need to do is, you know, sort of move past that and just keep presenting and present exactly. You're not reading the room anymore. You, right. you know what you need to say, bring your enthusiasm. And, you know, if you have visuals, you're bringing visuals to it, but you have to keep your eyes on them. If you start looking at the screen, honestly, you're going to lose people because people don't feel you're looking at them. 
So the way we keep people engaged is looking into their eyes. That's the, if that's one takeaway that I can get everybody to do today, that's what it would be. Look into their eyes, connect with them, simulate a real life in-person meeting. Now, you know, one thing that just occurred to me, Kim, and I know I learned this from you years ago from just being in training spaces, live spaces where you might be recording video or taking pictures. And what I've seen more recently is some folks will take a screenshot of a room. And so you've got people, images of people and their faces in this screenshot. Should they have signed a like should they have given folks a some sort of waiver or something in acknowledging that hey I know that I'm being recorded I know that Oh, my- I, oh absolutely this is your your personal image. Um you know a lot of times if people are doing something privately they don't like for instance um say you're doing a private webinar it's not all over the web. It's not you know that's a different thing. You're showing it to a confined small group of people you know, you're probably not going to have any problems with that. But if you start showing things all over with hundreds of people publicly, um, and believe me, all of these pictures are out there. I've seen them too. And I wonder, I don't think that people are actually (laughs) giving permission for their images to be used, particularly because a lot of the images look terrible. Right, that's (laughs) what I look terrible. You know, like who wants that out there? So, yeah, it is a problem. I don't think people understand, you know, copyright protection. I, I actually did a whole um, course on that on Vimeo of, you know, what to look out for in, in video in terms of copyright protection. And I did it with two lo- local lawyers because people commit so many issues with music and images and logos that they should not be doing. <laughs> and they yeah. just don't know better. But you can still get fined. You can still get fined even yeah. though you don't know better. So you need to educate yourself. Absolutely. And on that note, um, I know you alluded to etiquette earlier and you, and you also gave some examples like not eating while you're in these meetings and things like that. What would you say are the top three etiquette rules uh, for virtual meetings? If you have to move around for any reason when someone else is speaking and you're part of a big group, if you ha- and everybody can see you, if you have to move around, to, say you must check your phone, say you, you uh, have to deal with a child or a pet or anything at all that you must do, you should t- have the courtesy to turn your video off you know, because I recommend no movement. If you're part of the participation, you don't want to be fixing your hair, eating. You don't want to be looking down at your phone, doing, you don't want to draw attention away from the speaker to you. That's really rude. So you want to be still and attentive and sitting up straight, even if it's boring and you're not interested in this meeting, you need to appear to be engaged just like you would be if you were in a conference room, right? You wouldn't be doing other things and ignoring the speaker, it would be very rude. So I want you to, to realize that there is no difference here and people are judging us. People are judging our backgrounds. They're judging how do we look healthy and, and vibrant? Or do we look happy? Are we, do we look confident? Do we look like the expert? They're judging us. So we have to bring our A game to this medium if we want to be well thought of. Here's the good news, Kelly. We have control over how other people perceive us. This is big news to people. We get to control it. So if you get to control it, learn all the techniques to bring your personal best to the platform and do it. You know, I, I get up early and I just get myself all pulled together 
first thing done. Just It's just done. And now for the day, I have sporadic meetings all day long. But in there during the day, I play tennis with yeah. all the makeup and the hair. And, you know, so I throw my hair in a ponytail. Right now I have my yoga pants on and my sneakers. But <laughs> from the waist up, I look like the professional that I am. And um, all I have to do is run upstairs, throw on a sweatshirt, put my hair in a ponytail, and I can run out and play a game of tennis. And I do that every single day if it's not raining because I'm playing outside. So, you know, it's, it's very doable, but if you, you know, don't you think when you fix yourself a little bit, you put a nicer clothing on and you fix yourself up, you put a tiny bit of effort in, you actually interact with people differently. Absolutely. You do. You bring a different confidence because if you go, you look in the mirror, you go, Oh, I don't look very good today. And I'm like, you don't make eye contact with people. You know, you're just, you, you just try to avoid everything if you don't feel like you're at your personal best. So bring, bring it on, baby. You know, let's, let's tell the world all about you and what you need. Absolutely. Now, would you say that because we've been in this remote environment for quite some time, that, you know, there was a time, I think, early on where people were a bit more forgiving of perhaps some of the glitches right. and, you know, you being on mute and you're, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. Yeah. you're on mute, you're on mute. Yeah. Have you seen a shift where perhaps the marketplace is like, okay, we've had a, a year to learn this thing. Um, yeah. Because to your point, I think it is important that we do bring our A game, but you know, folks are still playing catch up, I, I believe. And some, quite frankly, are very still very resistant to this way of being. They, they are. But, you know, if they could embrace it, if they could, if they could come to this loving how they look, loving how they're received, they're going to change their mind. And, you know, I was very resistant and I didn't want to do it. Literally, I broke down crying when I realized I had to learn a platform and many platforms because my clients are all on different platforms. So I was so overwhelmed that I just cried and cried. I just went, I just, I just don't know if I can learn all of this. And I just was so overwhelmed. Well, within two or three weeks, I was fine. I, I had learned it all. It was great. And now I'm taking notes on what all my people are struggling with. And that's why I ended up writing the book isn't because I ever thought I would ever write another book. I just thought that, gosh, I just learned something from a client I didn't know. And, you know, what do they, what do they want? They want to know time management. How do you manage your time when you're working from home all day? How do you present better? How do you look better? How do you maximize your internet? You know, all of these things are elements that we would have never thought of if we hadn't had to get on this platform like we have. We would have never, ever dealt with it, these issues. So, um, you know, it's been a big learning year for all of us. We're all still learning. But people, like you said, people are fed up with people not getting it right. They're just like, come on, it's been a year. Good enough isn't good enough anymore. And that's why I think companies are happy that someone like me exists because they don't want to tell, they don't want to be the one to tell people turn your camera on. This is not appropriate. If everybody's got the camera on, your camera should be on too, unless there's extenuating circumstances, of course. But it's just rude to always keep your camera off if everybody else's is on. That's, uh, you know, that's not appropriate because we're a team. You know, we're trying right. to, to be a team. Absolutely. So they, they like bringing a third party in to you know, get the etiquette right and do all of these things. Yeah, yeah. So I can't help but notice that you have a mic. And so I, so a couple of things I was going to ask you, what do you suggest that people wear? But, you know, I would like to say, well, a mic is something that you are wearing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, this is color 20, 25 
bucks, 25 bucks for a, a, a plug-in USB lavalier mic. It works great. I've done, I've been podcast guests on probably 30 podcasts and everybody loves it. You know, podcasters use a, you know, a mic that sits here on the desk and it's yes. really a great mic and it's super for podcasting. But generally speaking, the average person doesn't want to have something blocking the way and they don't want to have something so expensive. So what's the alternative? There's many alternatives, but let me tell you, if you are standing back as far from your computer as you need to be to get more of a body shot in, your speaker is not going to pick you up well on your computer or your tablet. So what you need to do is wear a lavalier mic, 25 bucks. It's fantastic. And it's just USB plug-in into your computer. So I love this thing. And so there's so many choices online. People get very, very confused as what to do. But if anybody needs to know, I'll send you a link and you can send it to your viewers. Yeah. So, okay. So you should wear a mic. And then what in terms of colors? Are there certain colors that... We should wear or not wear or prints and things like that. Yes, 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 there is. It's the same rules as video. So the video camera has a hard time reading little patterns. So what you want to avoid is tiny little patterns that are going to shake and, you know, we call it a moray pattern. So what I want people to do is think about solids and think about what lights up the brain when people see it. And that is mid-tone colors. Mid-tone colors. What are mid-tone colors? They're anything that's not a pastel and anything that isn't real dark. Black, navy, dark gray. Don't wear them. Don't wear them. They do not read well in terms of what people's brains see and remember. So you want mid-tone, teals. You want royal blue. You want red, coral. Stay away from muddy colors like burgundy, olive green, or tan or beige. Do not wear these colors on camera. They do not test well. So there's tons of research on this. And it's very exciting to know that you can be remembered because of the color you're wearing. For men, the blue Oxford shirt, the dress shirt is your go-to thing that you want to wear. And if you have to wear a blazer, make it a navy blue or a mid-tone gray blazer. Don't make it tan. Don't make it really, really dark. Make it a mid-tone jacket. So these are some some, you know, overviews of what I would strongly suggest. So I have a bunch of colored jackets. They're sitting over here. I just use the same shell and I just put different jackets on different days. And from the waist down, I'm all about tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Business attire up top, tennis attire down below. Who would know? (laughs) And you know, when I started, I did not have like the plant here. I did not have the painting in the background. I did not have this plant. It was just a nice beige, simple, you know, background, which was great because here's the thing. You want to separate yourself from the background. I can't tell you how many people get on with a neutral background and then they put a neutral clothing item on or Mm -hmm. a really dark wooden background. And then they have a dark piece of clothing on. They disappear into their background. There's no separation. So what you want to do is make sure that you know what, what is it in my background? Is it a blue wall? Is it a gray wall? Is it a white wall? Do not wear that color. You want to stand out from your background. Awesome. Well, Kim, this has been extraordinary. I learned a ton. And I'm sure our viewers are learning alongside me. And so thank you so much for your time and just sharing your wisdom with us. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Thank you.